Before we get started, I thought we'd just let you know there is going to be explicit language in this podcast. Uh, and some. And also a little bit of uh, bit of sexual content. There's a lot of descriptions of sex and sexual things. So uh, just if you haven't had to uh, talk yet. Yeah, maybe uh, you don't want to be listening to this in the car with the kids, maybe. So we just thought we'd give you a heads up before Sorry, we start. Sorry, kids. Mum and Dad have got some talking to do. I'm going to make them an offer, Cameron. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennec. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome, everybody, to The Best Movies You've Never Seen. This is the podcast where I, Stephen Fennec, pick a movie that I've seen many, many times and know very well, and I show it to my good mate Trevor Long, who's never seen it, this movie included. Trevor, how are you doing? I am very well. Now, the movie we're talking about is Disclosure, and this was released in 1994. Great cast, Michael Douglas, Demi Moore, was directed by Barry Levinson, who also directed Rain Man, as you discovered in uh, our Millionaire yes. Question last week. Which, by the way, I have seen. Good movie. But yeah, That's on our list. But it's a long time ago, and okay. I cannot so wait to rewatch. So you've forgotten that one already. Yeah. Now, this was based on the Quantus. novel Quantus. by Michael Crichton. So, uh, yes. Michael Crichton. One of your favourites. One of my favourite authors. Now, I'm going to ask you, yeah. what movie have we done recently that he wrote, and they made a movie out of it? I'm gonna need a million. I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. It involves dinosaurs. Oh right, is he Jurassic Park? He wrote Jurassic wow, Park okay. as well. Didn't yeah, know, I wouldn't so have picked that in a million years. He actually sold. Remember how Jurassic Park he sold for a couple of million dollars before it was yeah. even published. He sold this one for just a lazy one million dollars uh-huh. before the novel was published as well. Now, had you ever heard of this movie? It's not one of those no, movies honestly, that stands no. out to people. Honestly, I, yeah. I, I think I had. I think when you put it on the list for me, yeah, um, I then you know looked at it up on Fetch and I took a photo going, "Is this it?" Like yeah, you know, yeah. like. Is this really the one you want me to watch? Yeah, it's it's. Look, I, I think it's a lesser known movie of Michael Douglas's. Yeah, but uh, again, being based on a Michael Crichton book, uh, one of my faves. So, um, 
Had you had any impression? You had no... Nothing. You had no. not known of this movie's existence until I told you to if watch it. If this were a millionaire question, which of these movies does not actually exist, <laughs> I would have picked it. You would have picked Disclosure. Well, it does exist, and it is a good movie, as we're going to discuss. Now, in the UK, now did you, did you, what, I don't know what thumbnail you saw on your when you watched it on Fetch. Was it... Um, the picture remember. of Michael Douglas sort of looking side on, and um, the and Demi Moore sort of whispering something in his ear. Was that I, the, what, what I you can't saw? Can't remember well, because there is there is another there was another poster where you see um, you see them sort of half about to get into the action. <laughs> sort of, uh, yeah, her hands. It uh, it was considered too sexually suggestive for some markets, including. The UK. Now, the film's poster was removed from bus shelters because it was considered too suggestive, especially after Liverpool County Council had just run an ad campaign promoting the safety of their buses for women travelling alone oh, at night. Wow. So they didn't want to have this poster on the side of the yeah, bus that's and probably, saying, yeah, yeah, sure, it's safe to travel on a bus. Probably not Check ideal. Check out this poster. Yeah, I see that. Now, this is, uh, at the time, I don't know what was happening in the mid-90s there, right? Yeah. This is one of the of of three major films released in theaters that had about the subject of sexual harassment. Oh, really? So the what other ones. The other movies were Oleana, which released in 1994, written and directed by David Mamet, based on his play right. Disclosure, which we're about to discuss, directed by Barry Levinson, released in 1994, and Gross Misconduct, released in 1993, directed by George Miller. Based oh. on the play by Lance Peters, so I don't know. Sexual harassment was sort of the topic du jour in the early nineties. There, yeah, that's um, well interesting. But it's interesting because it would probably have. I think it has more relevance today. It does, yeah. The sort of the Me Too movement. Yes. It's sort of this. Don't forget, this is nineteen ninety four. The Me Too movement is like I mean, thirty years later, like twenty twenty five years later. Yeah. So it is a, a, a topic that is uh, doesn't age. It's sort yeah. of a topic that's still with us. Now, we are going to talk a fair bit about this movie. We're going to reveal everything, as a matter of fact. So this is your last exit before the freeway. If you haven't seen Disclosure, you can actually see it on Fetch. And i tell you one of the great things you can do on Fetch that I think is wonderful, that that, that actually speaks directly to my I bet head. you I know what you're going to say. Go. Show me movies about sexual harassment. <laughs> is that what you said? No, but it could be. Um, show me movies featuring Catherine Zeta-Jones. It could be... It, ah, so you well, could, in this instance, it would be Demi Moore. Demi Moore, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you could name an actor. An actor, okay. Or you could have watched a Michael Douglas movie, yeah. and you can then find other movies that they've done. Okay. So I think it's a really great way of exploring yeah. the, the people in a movie and about a movie and uh, and finding there's thousands of movies on Fetch, which you can then choose to watch either on Fetch through the movie store uh, or uh, through the many subscription services you might have. Plus, one of the other advantages of Fetch is the movie Box, which is a monthly set of 30 movies that are free yeah. to watch, that you don't have to rent or buy them. They're just there. They're there for yep. you. Um, Fetch curates this list every month, and so there's always free movies to watch on Fetch if you're a Fetch subscriber. So you can get Fetch through your internet providers or through major retailers. Check it out today. All righty. So you did watch Disclosure on Fetch, and mm. I'm pretty sure, I don't know what poster or thumbnail when we were asking about that no, before, no, but it was, uh, you thought... Um, when when the when you started the movie, okay, so you had really no impressions, none. Zero. So now that you've seen it, you thought, "Wow, what what the hell is this all about?" Mate, this <laughs> this thing was a wild ride that I could never have predicted. Yeah, like in my That's wildest good. dreams. Yeah, my, and I couldn't have predicted where this was going to go. Right. Um, I don't think I'd ever seen a movie with this. Okay, the sexual uh, work workplace sexual harassment, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. 
um, is one thing, but then the you would have to say the alternate version of it. Yeah. You know, woman on man. Yeah. Mate, I mean, it's just... The whole, I, I, the I whole setting, too, in a corporate environment. I don't remember seeing a, a story like this before. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this really took me by surprise, which helped me. I think, and it's a weird thing, isn't it? But if it's not a great movie then how do you stay engaged in it? Because yeah. when you're not watching in a cinema, like when you're at home watching Fetch, High Sense, Big TV, yep. you've got the kitchen to go to to grab some M&Ms or a coffee or whatever, you know what I mean? Like you've got <laughs> things that you can distract yourself with. Yeah. In a movie when you watch this, great. In sure. a cinema. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're there to see it. Yep. But a movie needs to keep you compelled. And this yeah. thing, it I, kept it doesn't in. matter where I am, yeah. I'm compelled by it this. It kept yeah. you in. No, I'm glad. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, so what was what's your, treat, your tweet going to say on this one? Uh, disclosure, you've never heard of it, neither had I. <laughs> but a really compelling story, worth a watch, not with the kids. Does it? Yeah, true. Does it surprise you that I've read the book? <sighs> I'd actually not. read the book before, I think the book came out a couple of years, we had been out a year before the movie was right, actually okay. released. Right. So I remember reading the book and devouring the book and thinking, wow, they're making this into a movie? How good? And I couldn't wait to see it. And, and it's got Demi Moore in it. Lived, lived up to its <laughs> expectations, yeah. So I saw it at the movies. Have watched it repeatedly. I've seen this so... I can pick scenes and little things in this. Um, but I really love the early 90s tech feel of it. Yeah. So th- th- it's set in a, like the, the tech company. Mate, you know, we'll get to it. And, but, you know, yeah. things like the email... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know that aged a little bit. Crack me up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you got email. It's like, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. That, that that was the, well. That plays a critical part in it as well. Yes. Let's look at the cast and quite a cast it is. Michael Douglas plays Tom Sanders. He was in a movie we did a few weeks back, The Game. Yes. He was also in Fatal Attraction. He was also in Basic Instinct. Are you, are you getting a sense here of Michael yes, Douglas's roles yes, here? Yes, yes. We're going to do both Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct. Oh, okay. Demi Moore plays Meredith Johnson. She was also in a recent film we did, A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men, yep. She was also in G.I. Jane, but don't mention that to Will Smith. Will Smith. He'll, sla- he'll slap you in the face. Strip Tease, which I'm sure you've seen. By the way, I think you I have. Caught, did just, you catch that just, on? Just so you know, it's not available on any platform. <laughs> you, you had to buy that or rent it, yeah. I don't think it is even available. She was also in a movie called Indecent Proposal. Oh, that's with uh, yes. Robert, Robert Redford. Redford and Woody Harrelson. Yes, Yeah, where right. Robert Redford's a gazillionaire says, I'll give you a million dollars for your wife for the night. Yes. Would you, uh, would you consider that's that? That's not a conversation mate? we need to have today. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Sutherland plays Bob Garvin. He's the boss of the company. Yes. He was in the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He was in Outbreak. Outbreak, a movie we're doing, by the way. He was right. in JFK. Yep. Backdraft. Did you know... That he's Kiefer Sutherland's dad. I did know that actually. Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. yes, Jack Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer, yeah. That's, that's my wife's favourite actor. Donald uh, Donald Sutherland's his army. Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Yes, Catherine Goodall plays Susan, which is Tom Sanders' wife. She was in Hook, Schindler's List, Cliffhanger. So she's got a few wow. solid credentials. Yeah, right, okay. Did you recognise Roma Mafia, who played Catherine Alvarez? You know the lawyer. She was yes. in Double Jeopardy. She was in a movie called Nick of Time. Okay. She's in. Billions. That's where it's in from. Yeah, yes. and she was also in Chicago Hope. Remember that movie, she, uh, that show, TV show, Chicago Hope, yep. which was in, in the mid nineties. That's when she was sort of at the height By of the her way, fame. 
Yeah. Just completely six <laughs> degrees of separation. Last week when we were doing Matrix, I said Keanu Reeves was at the British Grand Prix. Yeah. Damien Lewis was at the British Grand Prix as well. From Billions. Billions yes. Or well, used com- to be in Billions. Completely unrelated. Hopefully he'll come back to Billions. He won't. Righto, before we get to the run-through, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that's Hisense. We talk about lots of great movies on this podcast, but a great way to see them is on a Hisense TV, and especially... If it's a big TV. Hisense yeah. caters for the market here. 75-inch, 85-inch, and now 98 inches. Have you seen this TV yet? It's monstrous. Uh, yeah, you come to my it. house, I'll show it's you. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> the ULED TV, the 2022 model, has r- sizes ranging up to 98 inches. So you can go big or go home. Hisense will let you do that. They also have their micro-LED range of TVs that has multiple dimming zones, so it really improves the contrast and quality of the image. does really, really pop in the high dynamic range when you're watching 4K as well. But if you want to go even bigger... Hisense also has a laser TV. Laser TV is a short throw projector that can sit on your entertainment unit and beam a 120-inch image. That's like having the cinema at home. And not only does it look good, it also sounds good as well. Dolby Atmos, if you haven't heard this before, any Dolby Atmos movie, all this sound comes from the the Hisense TV and you're hearing sounds coming from behind you, above you, around you. It really does add to the experience. And sound, good sound quality, good video quality. And of course, it has all of your streaming services on board with the VDAU operating system as well. So everything is at your fingertips. If you're considering a Hisense TV, keep in mind as well, they do have a three-year warranty. So they back their product and gives you peace of mind that you're getting a great experience with a big screen TV. Next time you're in a store, check out the Hisense TVs for yourself or go to their website, hisense.com. Now, we're going to get through the run-through here, mate. And one thing I'm going to tell you from the get-go, Michael Crichton, uh, whenever he writes, uh, his novels are always set over a short period of time. So like like Jurassic Park was like, like set, you could say it was like 24 hours. 24 hours, yeah. Uh, In this instance, it's it's Monday to Friday of a week. So that's one thing I like about Crichton. He sort of crams it into, it's not like a, yeah. yeah. It's not like set over months and years. It's always really short, sharp period of time. Okay. And that's what what, what reminded me of that was the fact that the first thing you see is Monday. So you think it's the start of the week. You see this little E rotating on a screen. You think, what the hell is this? Is this email? And it says it was a message from Arthur from Archimax. Did you like the fact that his daughter was reading it out and says, and then she yells out, Dad, email, you got an email. And uh, we find out that uh, from what Arthur is saying, that he, he gives he's offering his congratulations on a promotion. Yes. So we're thinking, okay, there's something happening here. Good work, yeah. We see Tom sort of, did you like it? these opening credits didn't show people? It was just panning around their nice house. Did you notice this? I remember, yeah. It was sort of swinging from the lounge room. Then it swung around and showed you the view of the water out the window. So we're sort of in the home. It's a family home. We're yes. In. And you hear the voices in the background of them talking. Oh, what are you wearing? A tie? What's this going on? And yeah. you hear all this sort of the the you know, the couple of kids family in the background. Banter, so it's yeah. a family right, family family uh, home. Um, then they're off to work, and I think the. Uh, Tom asks for, look, have you arranged the Disneyland tickets for Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad yeah. Jafar? And he, she notices too, he's wearing a tie, which he doesn't normally remember. The kid goes, what's that? He goes, oh, it's a tie. And he, but he's got toothpaste. He's got spilt yeah. toothpaste on the tie. And he thinks he can just get through the day without it. I'm like, dude, everyone's mm. going to pick that Everyone's up. Everyone's going to say, what's that? Yeah. So the one day you wear a tie, it's got toothpaste on it. 
Now they're driving in the car towards uh, the ferry because he and he must on live on just off uh, just out of Seattle. Right. So there is is it an island or just the other side of the lake they live in or Never whatever? About it, so yeah. it's it's a it's a boat ride away from the main from downtown Seattle. Seattle right. being the location of Microsoft. Yes. So Seattle, you're thinking this company that he works for is like a Microsoft esque sort of company. Yes. Don't know how their sort of uh, office politics and sexual behaviour goes in those offices, but in this instance, it's a it's a tech company. Now we're in the car. Did you notice he gets a phone call from Cindy, who we later learn is his secretary? Yes. Now, how did you like the early version of the Solid. mobile phone here? Solid early mobile. Yeah, well, it was actually it was obviously a concept. That wasn't a real phone. No. And I loved how sort of it had that sort of curved one side, flat on the other, and it was a real sort of Apple-esque design as yes. well. I reckon they said, "What would Apple make?" If <laughs> this is well before the iPhone. So yeah, thinking, yeah. What would Apple make here? So yeah. I think they tried to make it. Uh, he gets a call from Cindy. She says, oh, look, Garvin came by your office. Uh, and he's thinking, oh, why would why he would come he by there? my yeah. office? Yeah, yeah. So he's also, they're talking about the merger and sort of he's discussing with his wife, this merger goes through, we're going to be, we're going to have some, we're going to be doing very well. We're yeah. going to be, have some cash. Which which uh, which immediately assumes he's, uh, he holds shares. He yeah, holds so stock in the company. He's yes. something doing with the company. He's obviously got an important role there. Uh, and then she says to him, oh, look, thank you for this morning. I initially thought, thank you for this morning. What the hell do you mean by that? But she meant help with the kids, I think, is what she meant. Thanks for this morning. Uh, and then, do you like this bit where he runs to make the ferry and everyone's giving him a clap as he walks, as he runs on? He just makes it? Yeah. Which which also, there. so I, what I took from that, weirdly, is just that it's a it's a small community that he lives in. Yeah. And it's very familiar. So they yeah. all knew who they all know who he they is. Basically, yeah. the ferry would have waited for him. Yeah, like that, that's how. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, okay. Fair that's enough. how small a community is. So when he's on the ferry, I think he makes another call. Um, he calls Eddie. I think it was a bloke on his team talking about things. And then did you notice the guy that was next to him is a, is a guy who's looking for work. He we said, oh, I yeah. worked for IBM for fifty years and they turfed me out. And you know, smaller, faster, cheaper, better. He keeps yeah. saying, yeah, that's yeah. that's how it is nowadays. Um, and then the, I think he was discussing on the phone uh, when he was talking to Eddie, saying, look about the rumour about the Austin plan. He goes, they're not going to sell the Austin plan. It's a rumour. Yeah. We don't know if it's real or not. So or immediately we're sort of into the office politics and the office gossip and yep. everything going on. Uh, we finally get into the office. Now, did you like this bit here where, okay, so you kind of know going in, that, or you didn't know going in, but people who had read the book know going in that this is all about sexual harassment and workplace relations yeah. and all that sort of stuff, right? So your first note is yes. he looks at girls' legs as she walks up the stairs. Yeah. I, I, did I you notice that? I mean, I probably did, but it didn't yeah. st- well, stand out as a thing to me yeah, because well, it's the start it of the movie. It just stood out for me because yeah. it, it sort of gives you, like, he, he doesn't mind admiring the beauty of a woman. And he, he just, this woman happens to be, and he sort of gives her a long, hard stare as she's going up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then he goes into his office. Uh, he said, they said, look, Arthur is standing by. Remember the guy who emailed him before? Yeah. Arthur's standing by on a DVL, which is direct, direct video. video link. Sort of this is the early 90s version of FaceTime. Yes. Uh, or Skype. Uh, and he and she asked, he asked, oh, did Garvin came by? He didn't ask about the promotion. And she's thinking, so there's that mystery thing. What, what's going to happen about here? The promotion. Yeah, so what's going on there? Then he talks to Arthur and says, what's wrong with Archimax, this product they're working on? And he says, "Oh, look! It's a if it's compatibility. Is it a compatibility compatibility problem with the chip, or is it the software?" And he said, "Oh, this is bad. This is we can't be having this right now." Um, and then 
he, he does he ask her oh do you on oh, do you know Meredith Johnson? They mentioned Meredith mm. Johnson. Yeah. That comes into play later. Yep. Where he goes, Oh yeah, I've heard of her and well she she wants to but see also, you. Because this is a whole conversation with his assistant Cindy. Yeah. As, as he leaves to go to yeah. his next meeting, he slaps her on the bum with his files. Yes. Which playful. Again, yeah. playful. Uh, but, but again, another little thing you pick up on that you know, I picked these up little, on. Yeah, little things that happen. Yes. And you're thinking, well, okay, is that appropriate well, or, let's do or it. not? So that sort of plays into the theme here. So uh, yeah, he he gives her a little little tap on the bottom, and he goes to see Phil, uh, and he's saying, "Look, you know what are the what are the rumors here? What are you talking about?" Like, Phil is the guy, the guy with the glasses, the real corporate sort of the the office kind of the office manager. So yeah. he'd be the manager of the office, and yeah. well, you know, he feels like dealing the, with everything. He feels like the the COO to me, like the operations yeah. manager. You know what I mean? So he's sort of the guy. He's, who's not, he's not the boss. No. But he sort of does the boss's bidding, you know. This he says, okay, do That's, this, go that, do yeah, this. He's either chief legal counsel or yes. COO because he's, he at this point, they're having this rumour conversation and he's like, hang on a minute. And so you get the sense that this bloke might actually know what's, what he's, what's yeah. going on. So see, Phil here, I think, is the guy who knows stuff. He, you get the impression that he's sort of he's on the inside. Right. And he sort of, we, we hear that. So so the, the feeling we're getting at this point is that uh, there's a there's a, a promotion. So he, he th- assumes it's going to be him. The whole lead yeah. up is he's getting a promotion. He's getting a promotion. You know, yes. congratulations. He talked to the wife about it. And yep. as soon as he gets to the office, it kind of starts to turn. Yeah. And there's this conversation with Phil. And Phil says, rumours are you're going to be, you know, yeah, part, You're going to be passed and over. I think Michael Douglas is like, mate. Yeah. How does a rumour become a rumour? Rumours Rumours are always true. Yeah, so uh, I love that when they're, they're talking about all the stuff, the, co- the political stuff, the corporate stuff, they get in the lift and then immediately the subject changes. How's your wife? What's she yeah, up to? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my daughter's this <laughs> and she graduated. And then the minute they get out of the lift, they, they're back to talking. Yeah. And then he says, look, rumours uh, rumors are getting passed over. And, him, and uh, Tom Sanders says, well, rumours are always true. And uh, and then they mention, he goes, oh, what? He goes, it's, he goes oh, yeah, we, we, it, is it a leak? Is it a rumour? Because I thought it was a rumor. So who who's getting a job? He goes, "Am I out of a job?" Suddenly he's thinking, "Oh, geez, I'm, I'm I could be canned here. Like, yeah, well, yeah. what the hell's going to happen?" So there's this uncertainty. Yeah. Suddenly he was he, he woke up in the morning thinking he's going to get a promotion. Now there's all these rumors that he's not going to get a promotion, and the possibility who he could be out of a job. So I'm I'm now thinking this whole movie is about a dude getting passed over for a job. Yeah. And how the hell that affects his life and his career. That that's yeah. where I'm at. Or, or try to take out revenge or something on the company yeah, or like, something. You know like what I mean? Like yeah, it yeah. feels like this is going to yeah. be a quick thing and then we there's a whole post job, you know, movie line coming on. Uh, yeah. I love this bit where you they sort of have a like a you know how didn't you love how the office was this big open plan glass walls everywhere you can mm. see into everyone's offices. Yeah, yeah. It was really nicely done. Um Tom's calling his wife and saying, obviously telling her that you know what I'm I'm screwed here. I'm not going to yeah. get this promotion. Phil is talking to Garvin now, who's the boss of Bob um, Donald Sutherland, and he says, "Look, he says mentions the merger and he goes, look, I want us to be one big happy family here.'" And he he said, Phil says to Garvin, he goes, "Going down to see him was a masterstroke." <laughs> he sort of thought, "Well, yeah. why would he go there to see him?" So there's already this office politics happening. Yes. The movie's ten minutes old. You know what I mean? Um, and he says, "He's son, look, I want this merger to go smoothly." So that's the whole. There's this now. There's possible promotion, a merger on the horizon. Is he going to get passed over? So already within a few minutes. There's all this of, stuff happening. A bit of solid action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he goes up to see, he decides he's going to go up to see Garvin. Uh, and as he's coming out of the office, you know, he meet, meets the people from the Conley group. And uh, they're the people who are, merge, who are buying the company or merging with the company. 
But this is here where he also meets Meredith. Have you ever met Meredith Johnson, Tom? Meredith. Hi. What's the matter, Sanders? That's a hello you give to a rash. I'm just a little preoccupied. It has nothing to do with you. Sanders and I go way back. He broke my heart. She's making that up. I thought your heart was made out of that plastic they use for football helmets. Sanders used to tell me I could be anything I wanted. Well, he got that right. Uh, it was a line, Bob. It wasn't a line. I had no idea you two knew each other. What's that line of wilds? I like a man with a future and a woman with a past. Somebody uh, said you were in operations. I don't know. Bob, am I in operations? So here's this little bit yeah. of banter going on where she's saying, I don't know, Bob, am I in operations? So that's a, that's a bit mysterious. But... We also know, remember how we mentioned the merger before? And we find, we learn that Meredith had a part in that. I remember flying over Wyoming. I thought this merger was dead. Conley was choking on the valuation. The spinoff was Meredith's idea. Oh, don't say that too loud. Connolly thinks it was their idea. Really? Put him up like a Christmas tree. Meredith saved the merger. So what are you thinking here now where... You don't know that she's going to get the position here, but, no, but she's it, obviously sweet with Bob Garvin this, because of what she did here. This meeting confirms the leak rumour yeah. conversation. So he's now been screwed over. It's very clear this chick is he's in take with over. Garvin yep. and Tom is on the outer. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's on for young and all, basically. Well, the very next scene proves that. He gets back to his... Uh, he's in a meeting with his team, slams his hand on the desk, and he goes, I didn't get the promotion. He goes, it's going to go to Meredith Johnson. Yeah. And... Uh, so she, she, he said, I'm not only I'm only not the new VP. I might be out of a job. He says, the worst day this is the life. worst day of my life. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he said, he, they ask her about it. He goes, oh, who is she? He goes, oh, she's attractive. And they're thinking, okay. Um, Which is an interesting that, thing to lead with. Let's yeah, well, yeah, she's, uh, her reputation precedes her, I guess, in this instance. But he says, look, let's get down to business. Let's work out what the problem is with the Archimax. And uh, but the subject still goes back. Look, apparently he had a thing with her, and they're trying to get some information out of yeah. him. Because he's trying to have a normal meeting, but everyone yeah. around the room is going, "Well, hang on, if there's a new boss, we want to know all about it, right?" Yeah. They're quizzing him. But but because they that they think he had a thing with her, Dennis Miller, who plays one of his he's team, good. he's funny in this. He says, yeah, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Because they they he, he apparently has a bit of a reputation with women. Apparently, his character because Dennis Miller in this instance says he goes, mate, you've seen more ass than a rental car. Like so, you've been around the block. <laughs> anyway, we get to the announcement and we see the uh, him meet Stephanie, which is a colleague of his. Yeah. She says, "Look, I'm sorry you didn't get your promotion." Um, and then Bob Garvin gets on on the podium. And he said, look, uh, I'm all about breaking the glass ceiling. Who said you couldn't promote a woman yeah. to the top post? Remember, this is the early 90s here. Yeah. So this is there. I don't think there were, any, there were too many female, especially in the tech space, there weren't too many female CEOs. I think exactly. one, of the, one of them at the time, I think perhaps later, I think the, the CEO of HP was a woman okay. around in the 90s. So this was, for a tech company, this was kind of yeah. new ground. Uh, and then she said he, she's heading up the advanced product group. Uh, they discuss the merger briefly, um, and then after the meeting, they're talking about, look, you know, we, we thought you knew her. They're discussing, look, Connolly is a very conservative company. Is she that conservative? Are they worried that someone yeah. of her stature, she's not the most conservative person? Um, and then as Stephanie wanders off, remember, Meredith Johnson actually introduced, well, that they meet again for the first time. Sorry I didn't get a chance to mention you. Bob asked me to keep it short. It's okay, it's fine. Look, I'm jammed all day, but why don't you come up around 7 and we'll have a drink and catch up on a little business? Sure, that'd be great. Remember how you liked a good bottle of wine. I'll get one. 
So, yeah, so she's, he's got an appointment later on, yep. 7 o'clock that night, and um, I think his team, Dennis Miller, comes over, Lewin yep. comes over and says, um, guess, wow, just, <laughs> they were kind of admiring her beauty. Now, she doesn't give you a boner because you know, I definitely have liftoff. What about you, Frisky? You've got a little wood in your life? She's very nice. Yeah. I'll call you night, tell you what the company line is. Bad. Come on, you have a sexual urge every 20 minutes. It's a physiological certainty. You know, it's hardwired into your limbic brain. You can't fight it. Why would you want to fight it? Live a little. It's funny because that, that line, like, you know, you have a sexual urge every 20 minutes and whatnot, yeah. Yeah. it's... um, it's uh, it's as much locker room talk in the modern yeah, day yeah. as it is just them inserting fact into you know um, yeah. in, into, into about the storyline. That's right. Yeah. Um, because you got to remember that viewing this movie is not just men; it's men and women. And so yeah. you have got to introduce these concepts of yeah. of what is actually going through each of each person's mind. You know. Yeah. So I, I, thought, I thought that was fascinating. But even to the whole discussion about you know a woman, what, why didn't people think a woman could get this role? And so that, yeah. that whole thing plays out throughout the whole yes. movie. The whole politics of you know why couldn't it be a woman has to probably work even harder than a man yes. to get to to get to the same place. Now Michael Crichton, the character of Mark Lewin, played by Dennis Miller, he actually wrote the character for the with him in mind, really? with Dennis Miller in mind. And so when when it was made when they modified the book for the screenplay, they changed it to fit his personality. So you know he's got a lot of good one-liners then in it. Yeah, right. So they, they they did change it around. So uh yeah, he's in the office, he's talking to his wife. He said, "Look, I didn't get it. Uh I got passed over." But he gets a little email and he says to her, "Look, I'm 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 not going to be home for dinner. I'll go, I'm going to be late cuz he's got yep. a 7 o'clock appointment with Meredith." But he gets an email, right? And I'll tell you what the email said. You're thinking, well, who would send him this email? It said, is your cock hard now? And he tries to reply, and he, and, he, and I don't know how the internet worked back then, but he's thinking, no, can't reply. There's no way he could yeah. find it. How do you send an anonymous email? It was like, like an anyway. anonymous email. Yeah, so that's pretty tricky technology. It's a solid 90s. plot hole in the whole thing because yeah. actually back in the very start of it, it was almost impossible to, yeah, to yeah. fake that kind so, of stuff. Well, they're so, a tech yeah. company, don't forget. So, yeah, yeah they're oh, working sure. on some, some cool stuff. So you're thinking, well, who the hell would have sent that? Like, yeah. what's going on there? Anyway, it's uh, it's evening, and now Tom is sort of getting himself ready for the meeting. I think he's in the bathroom, sort of, you know, tidying yep. himself up a bit. He heads into Meredith's office. She gets out the wine, and he's all business. Did you like when I first saw this? Yeah, he's, you, yeah. he's thinking, look, I've brought the Archimax files. He's all business. He's thinking, right, let's he's, get. Uh, he knows that she's his new boss, and look, he's we've also, got to get he on. Also, mate, you got to remember, he, he, he she's an ex. Yeah, he's he's. Super well, he, close to his wife, clearly. Yeah, well, he's moved on. They've established yeah. that these two are a great couple, a lovely couple. Yeah, got a lovely family. He's got a lovely life and house. Yeah. He's got a good future. Yep. He, why would he blow any of that by cracking on to his new boss, who he used to have a fling with? Like, yeah. Immediately, that's the that's the thought process. I love the line when she said, "Look, show me pictures." You know, she knows you know, yeah, how yeah. Susan, the kids, and he goes, oh, "Show me pictures." And you love how he actually got he, he opened his wallet. Normally, yeah. someone would pull a phone out now. Yeah, he got his wallet <laughs> yeah, out, yeah, yeah, showed yeah. the photos. And um, she's talking about it. He goes, oh, look, you know, she's saying, look, yeah, life's different now. You know, we, we know they were together. Yes. And the, I love the line where she says, look, I, I don't imagine you can just jump her from behind from any time. Like, you know, she goes, look, it's – she said, oh, do you remember that? He goes, look, life's, life's different now. Yes. <laughs> yes. But she sort of implies that, um, you know, I can trust you because you've got a lot more to lose than me. I can trust you. I know, I know all about you. So there's imp- this this implication that she's got the goods on him because she knows what he was like. Yeah, 
Did you catch that sort of feeling? Yeah, I mean, the yeah. the premise here, and the, it's all to do with also the positioning too. Like, he's sitting on a on a chair uh, across from her desk and she stands behind him and starts rubbing her shoulders. And there's this, like, she's higher than him. No, she's I, got think a greater, I, think, I think it's the other way around, actually. He's, he says to, she says to him... You rub my shoulders. Should she, give me, she said, give she, me the files, you rub my shoulders. She's yeah. telling him to do and this And then she stuff, reaches you know? around and hugs the back of his legs. So you think got this real meanwhile, she's taking power a, play. She's taking a jacket off. Like, it's right. a power play. Every, oh, yeah. every word, every yes. line is a power play. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she's, she takes off a jacket and... She said, "Look, you know, you're my boss. It's you know, things are different now." And she's, "Look, tell me, tell me your troubles. Tell me about the drives, and rub my shoulders while you're doing it." Uh, do you like this though? That the assistant comes in. She says, "Oh, look, you know, you've got um, such and such on the phone. Uh, is it okay if I go home now? Can I just yeah. forward you a voicemail?" She goes out, shuts the door, and locks the door. Locks the door. Like, what's that about? Yeah, that's the first sign here that this is weird. Yeah, something like I'm doing. Like, what Something's is going doing. On here? Yeah. Also, remember, Meredith. This is her first day. Yeah. What? How is this assistant? Oh, yeah. Um, this this that yeah. bit confuses me. Well, a touch. what we we do though. Here's what I like though is that she gets off the phone, and she says, "Look, this merge is about people." She says, "It's not about a CD-ROM that's going to be obsolete in a year." So she's he's hearing all this right. Um. Tom decides. So she's she's going on. Tom decides. Look, he's got to ring. He's, he's going to ring Lewin. Remember, and give him the company. And line. so look here, we're going to do this, this, and this. And she suddenly comes up behind him, interrupts him, takes the phone out of his hand, and then she says, "Okay, let's get down to business." Can I just can I stop you right here <laughs> with what is a spoiler for a large part of the movie? Yeah. But immediately at this point, I'm like, he didn't fucking hang up the phone. So like you, you notice that. You notice that straight away. I'm like, what the hell, mate? Yeah. I literally, like, so all through this movie, you I'm thinking, but the phone call! <laughs> I don't know whether yeah. that was meant Hello. to be so easily picked up or not. Okay, but well, it wasn't. A lot of people would pick me. I picked it up, but I'm glad that you did as well. It really yeah. bugged So me. he didn't hang up. No, is that's the point, right. right? That's right. And so, meanwhile, she says, right, she starts kissing him. She undoes her top, and he's saying, "No, no, no, what are you doing?" Like so, he said, "Look, um, remember, remember all the things we did." She said, but I, "Did you remember?" She says, "Look, I could have picked anyone, but I picked you." It's so he's uh, she's mate, definitely definite power play here, and this is the whole point, right? It's a massive power play, and she, it's not just subtle though. Like she is literally, yeah, uh, she's taking charge. She is. Yeah. Forcing this whole situation yeah. upon him, like she, like said it him, was planned. She said to him, "You've got something I want. <laughs> lie back and lie let me back. be the boss." Yeah, let me be the boss. Tom is meanwhile sort of protesting, and she says, "Look, no one needs to know. Don't worry about yeah, it." Yeah. But then I think something kicks in here. Now I think remember Tom and Meredith were together, right? Yeah. Something kicks in here where he says, "Right, you want you want this?" Like he's sort of talking through gritted teeth, saying, "You want is this what you want?" Okay, and then he suddenly gets angry and says, "Right, oh." Do you want to? Do you want this? And that's when uh, he says, "Right." He tears off tears off her red Grundies. Yep. And the, you know it's on. But then I think I don't know what was happening to her office. It was like scaffolding refurb, and sort yeah. of refurb going on. And he suddenly sees his reflection that's in the right. window and that's goes, "Right, look what at am us. I doing? What are we doing here?" So he immediately he has his regrets. I'm 
my mouth and then you get an attack of morality? This never happened, all right? It's interesting oh boy. because there was a lot more, like in the lead up to even that line. Yeah. Well, she, a, she goes down. There's a lot like, more you know. of him. Like when she's yeah. gone down on him, he yeah. there's a lot of him saying no. Yeah. Like, and that's critical yeah. later on. Obviously. He's sort of thinking, he's, he's, got, he's feeling guilty, yeah. There, there's there's a genuine, yeah. you know, lack of consent, in, you know, in, in oh, reality. Yeah. Well, a genuine lack of consent, which is overlooked yeah. entirely by her. Well, let's just say he was taken by surprise. Yeah. He was taken by surprise and sort of found himself in this situation. And you can argue back and forth, well, did he? how far did it go along and whether, you know, we, which we'll discuss later. Yep. But uh, bottom line is he realised, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. And she got the shits. And she says to him even, says, you're, you're fucking dead. I'm going to get you for this. Yeah, this is her screaming and as he's left the office. So he's walked out, out there, over you know, the open atrium. So she, and, and there's a cleaner outside, and she's sort of half naked, remember? She's sort of got a bra, she's got a shirt open, a bra's yep. exposed. Yep. And um, the cleaner looks up and sees her. Now, you gotta you got to admit, Demi Moore was looking in pretty good shape, huh? Yeah. During Mate, this movie, she's outstanding. she biked 28 miles every morning to get in shape for this movie. She'd just had her third child a month before she was cast. Wow. So she uh, went went extra. Anyway, on the ferry on the way home, uh, Tom Sanders spots the unemployed guy and goes, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't yes. want to near this bloke. Yep. He avoids him. He notices too, phone battery is dead. Yeah. Okay, so you're thinking, oh, he's the phone call he's had. He didn't That's hang exactly up. right. He didn't hang up his phone call. But then he realises too, he feels, he looks under his shirt, he sees all the scratches on yeah. his chest. He's been solidly oh. hit. So uh, he gets home, catches a cab home, gets gets in the house, says to his missus, "Look, I'm going to go up and take. I'm going to go take a shower." Uh, and she says, "Look, screw them. You, they don't deserve you." Uh, and he tells her, "Look, honey, can you just get me, a, me beer? a beer and, uh, and charge, and charge my phone? My phone. Yeah, 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 put my phone on the charger." And then she asks, "Who's, who's Meredith? Meredith Johnson?" And he says, "What?" And uh, he sort of keeps his cool. And he says, "She says, look, the 8 a.m. meeting is, is now 8:30." And do you like this bit when he got out of the, sh- he covers the shower? This. He gets the towel and up above his sh- his neck and yep. covers it up pretty he, well. He also yeah. um, wears a t-shirt to bed, and she says to him, yeah. like, "What are you wearing a t-shirt for?" Yeah, he, uh, she asks him that, and she says, "Look, you know what? I'd rather you quit than get treated, treated this, this way. way." Now, did you notice this? Right after they, um, when Tom is in bed with his missus, yep, the the movie they're watching, oh. it starred Fred McMurray. Uh, explaining why men fool around. Oh, really? So the clip was from the movie The Apartment in 19, shot in 1960, and it stars Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. But that bit that they chose to play was all about sort of being unfaithful. <laughs> Did you find that interesting? That's gold. Now here's a really funny little bit here where you see they're in the office. He's walked into the elevator, and Bob Garvin, the boss of the company, has walked in, and, and Tom's in a nice suit. Yeah. And he says, oh, that's a nice suit, Tom. Can I feel it? And he sort of, she's feeling. Remember the Seinfeld episode? I want to feel the yes. material. <laughs> he feels his material, and and Bob suddenly asks him, "Goes, do you work out, Tom?" And he says, "Yeah, well, I can." And he's saying, "Look, I've always liked you, Tom." And he's sort of got his arm around him, and he says to him, "Goes, now you have the power." And then he leans in, and you think he's about to plant a kiss on him. Did you see this? The close up was his sort of mouth coming, Very coming towards the camera. <laughs> He wakes up screaming. Oh! <laughs> Did you notice too that when he screams after the nightmare, his wife doesn't wake up? 
Ah. She does not wake up. She's a solid sleeper. So is the, scream, is the scream still in the dream? Solid is, sleeper. Yeah, maybe. Next thing we see, Tuesday. Next day. Boom, next day. Back in the office. A VR demo. So they're demoing VR to the Connolly people. Meeting has started without him. The meeting was pushed up, not back, we find out. So he's late. He's thinking the the, the meeting starts at 8.30, but it actually started at 7.30. Right, so, so they started like, without you thinking, well, what the this hell? This bitch is yeah. setting him up. What's doing? So um, I, I do love the demo. And don't you think this was years ahead of its time? Wow. Now, we don't see the corridor as a product in the marketplace at this time. It's just, it's just something that we've worked up to demonstrate the potential of virtual reality technology. Oh, yeah. This looks good. <laughs> Hold uh-huh. on. What is that? I believe it's all your financial records, Bob. <laughs> Turn that damn thing off. <laughs> and when he says that, he turns around and notices Tom. And he goes, oh, Tom, glad you could join us. And yeah. thinking, oh, God, you know. Just quietly, what movie, what, what year was this made? 1994. I mean, that's That's incredible ahead of its time. Virtual reality, virtual reality has yeah. been discussed and you know, demonstrated in the, yeah. you know, the concepts in of it. In 2022. Yeah. You know, we're, we're a long way yeah. from... It's just amazing. Yeah, that, that, that's a remarkable insight. How they use it is obviously uh, to look yeah, through yeah. your financial records. You don't need VR yeah. to do that, but it's just demonstrating the potential that's of right. virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he says to his he to uh, Meredith, he goes, she said, "Look, um, I thought the meeting was was caught back." He goes, "I left your message." Did you get my message? You told Susan the meeting had been moved to eight thirty. I said seven thirty. If your wife can't take a fucking message, then why don't you get an answering machine? <laughs> Pretty solid, yeah. Yeah. So the which, next, which plants a reasonable amount of doubt. It's like, hang on a minute. Yeah, I know. It, what's did, doing? Well, is she that devious? Did, did she really say 7.30 or did yeah. she say 8.30? Is, well, is the wife stuffed this up? We don't I, know. Do you know what? I don't think anyone watching the movie thought the wife stuffed that no up. No way. Yeah. You immediately no. thought she's setting him up. Yeah. So here, though, and do you love this bit where following that little demonstration, they said, okay, well, Tom's going to just catch all the Connolly people up on the Archimax, yes. right? And he kind of gets a bit rail- railroaded here. Yeah. And he's, he basically recites what Meredith said the night before. Remember, he says, look, you know, this, this merge is about people. Yeah. Uh, you know, wh- why they, they ask him questions about the drive and why it's not working, and he yeah. tries to answer it his best. He goes, look, look why are we worrying about something that's going to be obsolete? And he goes, what do you mean obsolete in here? And it's sort of... He suddenly, he's, he's planted all this stuff in his mind that gets him into trouble the yes. next day. So, again, you're thinking, wow, is because she, what's she doing here? So, what this part indicates is that he's a company man, right? Because you remember, um, when he didn't get the job and he was going to meet with the bosses, yeah. he said to the team, I'll let you know what the company, I'll call you and tell you what the company line yeah, is. Yeah. He goes up to her office, gets the company line, all this rubbish that he's just drilled out there. Mm. He goes to call the team that mm. night before he's sexually assaulted and... Yeah. Gives them the company line, but doesn't actually make the call. Yeah. And so this is all just him being a company man. He's like a bloody yeah. good company well, man. Well, do you remember the night before she said, look, you know what? If you don't know, say you don't know. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And he says in this meeting, he goes, look, you know what? Worst case, we're back nine months. But the bottom line is, I don't know what's wrong with it. He goes, what do you mean don't you don't know? You're in charge of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that gets him into trouble as well. Yeah. So she's set him up perfectly. The other thing that's hilarious to me here, <laughs> is that this is a company, and this is a bloke who's running a division and a major project about a yeah. CD, CD drive. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, remember the early nineties? A standalone CD drive would be amazing. But let's be yeah. clear. Yeah. CD drive. They've just demonstrated virtual reality. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, can we get our priorities right, people? <laughs> focus on which technology we focus right, on. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> well, CD-ROM is achievable mass market appeal. Okay, Virtual yeah. reality? <laughs> Maybe not yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Maybe, you know, in 20 years' time. After that brutal meeting, he's back in his office and Phil is in there and he says, Phil, this isn't going to work out with Meredith. He goes, well, she uh, told me about your little meeting and what went down there. Meredith told me about your meeting last night. What? What'd she tell you? She wants to handle the intervention internally, which is best oh, for everyone. She still cares wait, about wait, you, Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did she say? Not to put too fine a point on it. She said you sexually harassed her. I sexually harassed her. What would you call it? Phil, she jumped me in her office. She jumped you. You're in denial. That's typical. She did That's everything typical. short of rape me, Phil. You need help, Tom. You have to accept responsibility. Responsibility? What, what do you call this? What about that? Looks to me like she was forced to defend herself. Defend herself? The woman's probably on a Stairmaster an hour a day. She can kick the shit out of both of us. Look, it may have seemed different to you at the I time. I did not harass her, okay? She harassed me. I never even heard of such a thing, a woman harassing a man. Boom. And that's... Like yeah. that's the crit- that's the, such a critical line, yeah. right? Because at that point, Tom's entire problem is no one's Has ever heard yeah. of a woman yeah. sexually harassing a man, and he's so then no one's going to believe him. Who's going to believe him? Yeah, that's right. That sets. I love the how that he sets showed the, the time. You know. Yeah, I love how she he showed the scratches and the immediate reaction. And he goes, "Oh, he goes, it looks like she was going to defend herself." <laughs> I like how he said, "She's on a stairmaster an hour a day. She'll kick the shit out of both." Yeah, but it just it what this yeah. whole this scene. He critical, assumed, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. everyone is going to assume that everyone is going to think the same right, thing, mate. and this shows yes. how big the battle is for him yeah. to prove this. It's at this point too where she says, "Look, you know what? We want to keep it quiet. We're going to offer you a chance to start over." We're thinking Austin. You go to Austin, sideways movie. He goes, I don't want to go to Austin. He goes, I'm going to lose everything. He goes, I built this joint. He goes, I'm not leaving. So he decides, look, you know, he's uh, he, he's thinking that the next thing is you hear Phil on the phone to Garvin saying, look, you know, he's too smart for that. We're sitting on a bomb here. We can't have her involved in a scandal. Remember, there's a merger going on, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's a lot at stake here. That's right. Now, he's back in his office, and there's another email, email waiting. Now, the email says, March 8, Seattle Intelligencer. So he, in the crude email that it was, the he browses over to the Seattle Intelligencer, looks up March 8, and the story is a, an article about sexual, sexual harassment. harassment. Right? Yeah. And, and it was uh, signed by a, a friend. friend. So he's thinking, who's a friend? And can't again, can't find. Yeah. Well, a friend, he doesn't know exactly who that is. No, that's right. He okay. has no idea. And it's one of those. You learn who it is later. But yeah, yeah. And uh, so he's thinking, well, I'm in a bit of trouble. Here. He reads the article. Yeah. He finds the, yeah. in the article he uses that to say, well, there's a company here, a yeah. legal firm that's uh, represented Al- that someone successfully. That's right. I'm going to go there. So he's in the he's in the lawyer's office. And uh, he's in there talking to them. He goes, look, were there any witnesses? He goes, no, there was a cleaning lady who might have heard things. Uh, look, if I transfer, I'm going to lose everything. It's basically, this is all about him sort of maintaining his position in the company. He's got stock options. Uh, it, the lateral move would, would, would not work out for him. Yeah, but he's asked, did he tell yeah. your wife? Yeah. And typically, no, he didn't. And then he, he tries to explain what happens, and it's a little bit uncomfortable. So you were kissing? Yes, and then she began to rub me. Rubbing you where? 
You know. Your penis? Yes. And? I don't feel comfortable talking about this. Because I'm a woman? No, because you act like it's some kind of game. Mr. Sanders, why are you here? I want to know what my options are. What your options are? I want to know whether I can sue her for sexual harassment. So immediately we're thinking, mm. is this this is kind of like a landmark sort of case yeah, building up here. The, you know, the lawyer yeah. would be thinking the same thing. Let's be clear. Because yeah. old Bob, uh, no, sorry, Phil, who I've, I've called the COO, if he's never heard of a man being sexually, sexually harassed by a woman... It's unlikely the lawyers dealt with many cases of that ilk. Yeah, but she gives him the lowdown on uh, what sexual harassment is all about. Sexual harassment is not about sex. It is about power. She has it, you don't. Short and sharp. Yeah. She goes on to explain that if you sue, it's it's a scandal. If you don't sue, it's gossip. So she's, he's sort of... In the middle of things, it's going to yeah. cost you 100000 and this you might not have a job in the computer industry ever again. So he's immediately knowing, knows that there's a lot at stake here. He, he's potentially in a lose-lose situation. Yeah. He says, if, they, if, they don't, if you don't sue, they're going to bury you. Uh, but she tells him, though, he tells her that she's not going to press charges. And they speculate that she didn't press charges because she couldn't press charges. Because this is a very conservative company. He said this scandal could sink the merger. So he, he says, if I threaten to sue them, then they, I'm going to have the power here. So he right. says, look, this loose cannon is going to put pressure on them, to, uh, to uh, on the company. Yeah. But then she says to him, and they on you. Yes. You do this, they're going to put pressure on you as well. And we work out that also. Now, in the movie, Tom mentions that Meredith won the new Miss New Mexico pageant. Now, I did you know... That. Demi Moore, who is Meredith, was originally from New Mexico. Did she win the Miss Mexico? She lived briefly in Seattle. No, she didn't. But okay. she also lived briefly mate, in Seattle. Mate, I thought you were going to say, did you know <laughs> she won? <laughs> she didn't win that. No, but <laughs> she's from there. So uh, she also coincidentally lived in Seattle briefly too, where the movie takes oh, place. Yeah, so. uh, back in the office, and this we're in Garvin's office, and he finds out that he's going to sue for sexual yeah, So the big boss. Bob Garvin goes, call security. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. So, uh, you know, if he he files this case, it's going to blow the deal. And then they find out that he's got uh, who's representing him. His lawyer is Catherine Alvarez. Oh, great. She changed her name to TV listings just to get it in the paper. (laughs) I'm trying to get them to mediate. Keep it quiet. Mediate? I want you to cut his balls off. (laughs) I think then Stephanie, who's in that meeting, she goes, what do, does that mean we're going to split the difference or something, she says? <laughs> uh, but Meredith is in the office there too, and she says, look, you know what? He's not going to do this. He's got too much to lose. And she reveals that he hasn't told his wife yet. Mm. So we're thinking, ooh, okay. Uh, anyway, we're back in the lab, and he's still obviously trying to get to the bottom of what's wrong with the Archimax dramas, right? So they're in there. Um, there's... Um, he, he, I think on the way to the lab, he says to, uh, he says, look, there's a function tonight. Your wife has reminded you. And she said, don't even think about cancelling. You're going to this yes. function. So he's locked into that. Um, and then they find out that Arthur was right. There was a compatibility issue. Now, in the middle, middle of this meeting with the team, did you remember that Garvin, someone comes in and says to Mark, Dennis Miller, 
oh, Garvin wants to see you. Yeah. So he ducks out, remember? And so yeah, don't she said, look, don't tell anyone that yeah. what, he, what he says to yeah. you. So um, Alvarez is on the phone to him, and he receives another email. So the other, this other email just says one word. Pig. Pig. And again, he couldn't, that wasn't from a friend, that was from someone else. So you're thinking, who the hell's sending this email? Yeah, I'd be like, can we lock down this IT system? Yeah, who's your IT manager? Seriously. Can you trace this? Uh, she explains to, he explains to Alvarez on the phone, look, I don't want to tell my wife. He also finds out that his user access is limited and he's locked out yeah, of his Yeah, so computer. he can't get into all the so files thinking, he normally would. Shit, I'm, I'm, this, I'm, I'm on my own here. Yeah. Um, so this is the pressure yeah. of the... The yeah. whole lose lose situation yes. is already bearing fruit because it's already he's already down on him. Yeah, you know he's already seeing so the, speak. the yeah. problems <laughs> with the problems with being against the company, and that's yeah. that's essentially what's happening. This next scene, though, he walks over to the lift and the doors open, and who should be in there? But Meredith. Uh, little Meredith is in there, and then what does she say? Going, Going down. down. <laughs> Seriously. And he said, "Look," she said, "Look, this isn't a game." Or he says that this isn't a game. Uh, and then she mentions, this was the line that intrigued me, and then for the rest of the movie, she says, poor yeah. Sanders, you have no idea what you're up against. Yeah. But then he says, we'll see. So there's there's a game happening here. Well, that's him going, you know, you know what, I'm, that's the moment, I yeah. think that's the moment where he realises that she is playing a game and he's not going to let go. Yeah. So that's the moment where he takes control, essentially. That's Absolutely. What, that's the moment well, where he goes, right, it's on. It's kind of fight or flight, I reckon. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. At that so point where she essentially yeah. ta- taunts him. Well, yeah, like, right, she basically fine. challenges him to say, you don't know what you're up against. Probably washes so, over him that, you know well, what, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's all yeah, on. That's it's right. on here. Anyway, we're at the function, which he couldn't get out of, and it's yep. obviously something his wife had organised. And the talk around the table is about Meredith Johnson. Yep. They know everyone's hearing about this, this Meredith Johnson thing. And Mark Lewin speaks up here, you yeah. know, about you know, the the idea of losing millions of dollars just sticks in my throat here. And he basically uh, says that someone says, "Well, what happened? What do you mean?" He says, "Oh, you know, you know what it's like: late night meeting, a bottle of wine. You know, you're like a girl going back to the hotel at two a.m. thinking you're going to watch HBO. Like, come on." <laughs> so uh, here's what I love in this bit here, right? Yes. The wife knows nothing. She knows nothing. Yeah, but she speaks up to say, look, Tom told me everything and I support him 100%. Don't you reckon that was really impressive of her to stand up for him there, not knowing anything that had happened? Yes, because basically he's she's just found out that he's potentially had an affair Yeah, and it's office rumour and she's gone, no, I support him. Boom. Brilliant. Yeah. And then she says, look, which, can't, can't which goes to my there. earlier point of yeah. Tom. Yeah. Has this amazing relationship, amazing yeah. wife, amazing family. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to blow it, and that can't, that actually solidifies that thought yeah. that they must be an amazing couple if she would do that straight absolutely up. Absolutely right. Well, Catherine Goodall, Caroline Goodall, who plays Susan, uh, she's Tom Sanders' wife. Her role in the movie was beefed up. They they wanted she was, so she, she was really good because in in the in the book her character only plays pretty minor part in it right but in the movie she plays a much larger role okay uh now they're at the train station and uh he's trying to explain what happened did you have sex no no think no. before you answer because well, if you lie to I, me. I say no no she 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 kissed me and and she unzipped my pants and and, and, and and that was it nothing happened that was it nothing happened How- how did it get that way? What do you think? I encouraged her? Her hand was in your pants? Yeah, but How you know, did her nothing hand get in happened. Your pants? Then she accuses me of sexual harassment. And so 
Imagine having that conversation. How did a hand get in your pants? But it's it's a yeah. it's the first big mistake he makes, right? Because we're all thinking, mate, something did happen. Yeah. But it's the it's the long held debate of, you know, this, what is if, if it's the man who would be guilty, yeah. What isn't an affair, you yes. know, is is a is oral sex uh, actually <laughs> sex like cause she said, Did you have sex with her, right? Yeah. And so Well he doesn't explain the yes or no more, answer yeah. is well, no, no. Right. Yeah. Well good enough for Bill Clinton. This is the point, right? <laughs> but this is this is exactly it. But he makes a fundamental mistake by yeah. by, by saying nothing else happened. Yes. That's that's the first lie he's told. Yes. And and he, we we also she makes mention of his reputation. Remember yeah. sort of remember Dennis Miller said, you know, you've seen more ass than a rental car. Yes. And she says, look, people think you're having an affair with Cindy who's his secretary. Doesn't she say to him what does she look like and he describes her as a nine? She yeah, she's great. But she says, look, she's an old girlfriend of yours and she says, oh, that's a, as exclusive a club, club as, as the, the white pages, pages. <laughs> which goes to the 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 other the mark character of yeah. you know the the the, the rental car. It's the same thing. Yeah, exactly right. But Bottom line is in the in the ferry ride on the way home, he explains to her, "Look, the company's backing her. They want me to shift to Austin." She says, "Well, she said, when were you going to tell me this? She says, this is going to take over our whole life, and for what? He says, look, you should apologise." She says, "What do you mean for what? Why? I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, what? That I that they're going to? I'm going to admit that I'm wrong. That Which they, again, you know, right? Yeah. Again, the the wife's first instinct is that he should just apologise." Yeah, but then he says to her, he goes, what, what? They're going to call me a rapist and then ask me to apologise? Like, mm. I'm not going to do that. And then he kind of echoes what uh, Alvarez says. Sexual harassment is about power. When did I have the power? Yeah. So that was, he sort of, he remember he storms out of the house and says, right, he's on his own. He wants to sort of cool down a bit. When he comes back in the house, another email is sitting there. And the email says... So I think this this email was from a friend, saying solve the, the problem. problem. Meredith is not your concern. So you're thinking, what the hell? Uh. Who's a who's sending this, and what's the problem? Or uh. what exactly is the problem? Wednesday is yeah. the next thing we see, and we're at the mediation. Yeah, and they explain this is not a trial. Um, they've uh, they called. Yep. He uh, described what happened. They had the bottle of wine. There was this whole uh, thing discussion about where she got the bottle of wine. There's and also a very decent rare. discussion about the fact that he 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 yeah. got a boner. Yes, he did. Yeah, but she says, "Oh, yeah, that's harmless. It's uh, you know, well, you guess what? Harmless about talking about your boss like that." Uh, and then he describes, he's asked to describe his relationship with Meredith. How would you characterize your relationship with Ms. Johnson in the good old days? Highly sexual? I really wouldn't know how to rate it. Every day, sometimes twice a day, sex in public places, sodomy, viewing of pornography, vibrators and other mechanical devices. Sometimes we sat on the couch and watched television. <laughs> what other mechanic, kind of, What other mechanical devices? Who are they knows? About? But it's just what such a great because it's like um, sometimes uh, we just watch TV. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't say yes or no. Yeah. He's just like you know what? It wasn't just that. <laughs> sometimes we just watch TV. Now I don't know what part of the movie, but um, do you do you, uh, he does flash his watch. And it's a tag watch. Did you? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, there's that. a tag flashing. I thought, oh, Trevor's oh, going to be loving wow. that. He's going to love that. Um. So he, another thing he brings up, he says, look, there's something that he said earlier about him being angry. You said, and I quote, I was angry. I felt I was being pushed around, correct? That's correct. The 
truth is, you felt that way all day, isn't it? You'd been expecting uh, a promotion, and she got it instead, and you got angry about it. I felt I deserved the job, but that did and not mean that, that I was... go right up to her office with you. You were going to show her who's boss. It's not true. Mr. Sanders, did you tell your wife about your 7 o'clock meeting with Miss Johnson? I told her I had a meeting and I would be home late. You expected to be late? No, but if I got home earlier, my wife would be surprised, pleasantly. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Um, the mediation is in the movie is not really a mediation. In, no, in a mediation, it's not cross-examination. Yeah, yeah. That. There's no court it's more reporter. More like a deposition. Yeah, there's no court reporter. Um, the lawyers do not cross-examine. It's not a mini trial. In what actually happens, they explain their side of the story to the mediator. Yes. And then the mediator tries to get the two sides yes. to agree to terms. So yep. there's, they don't actually make a judgment on who's right and wrong. They try to come to some kind of settlement. Yeah, right. Now uh, the next the next section, I think they have they break and they come back and they talk about her side of the story. Yeah. And do you love how um, she sort of tells the truth, but really embellishes a little bit? Yeah, here? So she thing. says, "Look, he began to rub my shoulders, and I got a bit awkward. I got a call from Garvin. She just highlights. I told him to stop. She she highlights <laughs> all of the the bits, like you know, um, where he says, "Do you want to get fucked? Yeah. Like so he that will it's true. That's exactly what but, happened. You know, out of context, tore our tore her panties off. Yep. And um, so he didn't. She said, "Look, I didn't call anyone. I didn't know what to do. I reported it the next morning." And she said, well, why didn't you press charges? She said, look, I didn't want to destroy his marriage or his career. Yeah. But then they mentioned, though, the, the, the cross-examination of the, the, the 91 Palmyre. Have you ever tasted that? Apparently a very no. rare, nice Chardonnay. I'm sure it is. And uh, sort of the whole discussion about how the, the, his, her assistant was quite resourceful to get it. And so she, the implication was that she had that wine to impress Tom. She had it already. Yeah, the implication so, was yeah, she, she had she that. She just told her to buy some wine, but she had it she knowing he likes it. She did not get that yeah. that afternoon. I like how the comment was, oh, maybe she just got it from her wine cellar, like she, yeah. as if she already had it. Yeah. So um, they have a break, and the, the At wife... At this point, the wife has found out yeah. that she sucked his dick. Yeah. So <laughs> the wife is now you filthy. Said, you said you didn't have sex with her. And she goes, well, and then she mentioned the oral section. She goes, why? Were you trying to help her quit smoking? <laughs> so he goes, he goes, he goes, you, he goes, you saw this woman, you gave her a back rub. And then, uh, and then she says, look, the, the, I think um, uh, uh, Alvarez comes in and says, look, you know what? We have all, all her subordinates. We've just found out that her subordinates have all transferred, like 10 of them have transferred, yes. all men yes. that have transferred out of there. Because Alvarez and the wife now have yeah. a cosy lunch, don't they? So they decide, well, you know, are they, can, we, can we get them or can we get them to, because we can't, they, can't make, they can't give a deposition because it's mm. mediation. So then uh, they said, oh, you want to have lunch? And they says, no, no, I've got to go out to the office. So the wife and Alvarez go have a yeah. lunch and... Uh, they have an interesting conversation. Are you married? Chandler, Hogue, and Alvarez. I married Chandler. You married your boss. Classic case of sexual harassment. He asked me out five times before I said yes. Today, if I had said no once, he would have been afraid to ask again. True, right? Again, it's like a yeah. really interesting yeah. take on society then and now. Yeah, how things because, have changed. And, you know, and I don't want to get overly um, political and, and start... Misinter- and misinterpreting and, and trying to overinterpret, yeah. but that's what's changed about life is that yeah. you know um, the pickup the, line yeah. uh, can be seen as sexual harassment now. Yes. When back in the day it was just someone trying to 
find out if you liked them or not. Yeah, so absolutely right. things have got a lot harder. But the conversation sort of moves away from, you know, they're obviously discussing you know, the fact that her husband was in this situation. Yep, yep. But, uh, you know, is she afraid that he's not telling the truth? You're afraid she might be telling the truth, aren't you? Yes. What he did, he did out of weakness. That hardly makes it better, does it? Look, I can't get in the middle of your relationship with your husband. But the fact of the matter is, she broke the law, and that's what makes the difference. Miss Alvarez, 48 hours ago, my husband's penis was in another woman's mouth. I don't think there's anything in the law that's going to help me deal with that. That Ooh. is such a fucking great line. <laughs> 48 hours yeah. ago, my husband's penis was in another woman's mouth. Yep. I mean, Get over what that a line. Yeah. Seriously. Deal with that one. Yeah, it is, yes. It's... Uh, Interesting one. Anyway, we're back in the lab, and they're looking at the drives. They're told that the VR has been set up in the Connolly Hotel room yep. to give them a little a chance to play around with it. Um, he's asking the young bloke. Remember the young guy? Yeah. Saying, look, what's the issue with the drives? What's going on? He goes, you know, what, I don't want to say anything. These things are too, just too intense around here. And, and then he says, oh, she got to you too, didn't she? So he's sort of suspecting that she's sort of trying to – Put, put you know post uh, plant people against yeah, him you know yeah. to set them up against him. In the office, Meredith is uh, with Garvin, and the they 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 realise right they in this little conversation in the office they go right we've got a situation here, and Garvin's saying to Meredith I need to know exactly what happened because mm. as as your point we've got Sanders phone records someone may have overheard boom. you boom. Boom. So, boom, Trevor's the instinct was right. Now, the next the, – we're back with Garvin and another uh, – sorry, we're back with Sanders, another email. Yes. There's an email. This time it's saying, you're playing her, her game. game. Play your game. Solve the problem. So, he gets a call from John Levin, right? Levin. Remember, he was supposed to ring Mark Lewin. Yeah. He gets a call from Levin. He goes, oh, I'll call him I'll back. I'll call him back, yeah. Yeah. He also asks Cindy. Cindy, are you a friend? Yeah, so he's trying to work out who and the hell sent me the email. she's like, yeah, of course we're, well, we're, 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 we're Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to understand whether she's completely innocent and yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, so we also see Phil sort of watching in and watching Tom. Uh, Garvin calls Tom uh, and offers him a lift. Remember, he's going to go back to mediation. Right. He goes, you know what? We could have handled this a number of ways. Why didn't you come to me? We could have worked together to work it out. So he don't forget the scene before. He's he might have there's might be a record of this conversation. Yes, he's now worried about he's this thinking, thing going. Okay, sideways. so he's yes. going to get involved trying to quell the whole situation because don't forget he's got dollar signs in his eyes. Thinking, all thinking the merger is going to get stuffed up here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They're all thinking money. Yes. So uh, they're back at the mediation. And we, we learn she, as they walk in that they, 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 they want to offer a settlement. They want to try to settle. But in the meantime, we're going to hear uh, he walks in. They find out the cleaning lady is suddenly out of town. Amazing. Where's she going? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Meredith is in the bathroom and then uh, Susan enters. Was this a, bit, a little bit awkward Oops. before the medita- mediation? We also see as they walk in that Cindy is there yeah. at the mediation. And she gets asked, you know. Yeah. Does anything he do make her uncomfortable? Now, she is doing the right thing by being honest in front yep. of a, a judge. He's at the end of the table as a yep. you know mediator. Yep. So she's doing the right thing by being honest and says, yeah, sometimes it does make me uncomfortable. Yeah. And, again, this goes to the politics of today and, and the time. Did you, you know, a yeah. pat on the bum 
yes. to that bloke might have seemed like a nice, you know, thanks very much gesture, but not realising it was, to her, the yeah. wrong thing. Now, were you working in an office in 1994? Yeah. I was too. And it wasn't uncommon to see that in an office, don't you reckon? Like, yeah, the colleagues that work with you, you're that comfortable with them that it happens. You know, you get a someone's rubbing your shoulder. Mate, have you? Mate, I've only ever dated people who I've worked with. So, you know, <laughs> there you, go. you know, my when when when, when Trevor, I was Trevor Sanders, when I was negotiating leaving Two UE to come to Two GB, I left because my wife was at Two UE, ah. and she said, "If you stay here, there's no fishing off the company wharf." Hey, right? Really? So at the time, she was just a so good mate, sort. You, I was doing my best with. So you were a Tom Sanders situation here, mate. Mate, if you look at the text messages. <laughs> You still got it, my bet. <laughs> uh, you got every email and text message ever sent to you. <laughs> but we do. I do like that scene where Cindy admits, like, you know, he sometimes rubs my shoulders and doesn't make it yeah. feel uncomfortable. Well, sometimes, but you know, that was just how things were. Yeah. Uh, outside, but that is. Uh, but bottom line, she says that things out of the weather. Yeah, but it still comes across badly for Sanders. Oh, it makes him look bad, of course. Bottom line. Now, outside, I love this bit where he's sort of leaning down. The wife's in the car about to go, and she says, "Oh, look, you know." Um, I've got the Disneyland tickets uh, for Muhammad and the hotel upgrade, so yep. we're all good. Yeah, which, by the way, <coughs> that plays a part. It is amazing. It, it, I know it plays a part, but it's also just a, it's it's the wife and they're him still are they're still, still getting stuff still done. Just focused but on he, work, but he's also still focusing on trying to work out what's wrong with the drive. That's right. So he's even though he's in the middle he's of focus it, focus on the problem. That's it. Uh, back in the office, they said, "Look, there's a deal for you on the table here. You get to keep your job, and she's still your boss. So like everything's back to normal." But then he rings. Le- he rang Levin, and he realised that he dialed the wrong number. That's Mark's wife's voice on the machine. But when I called Monday, it was a man's voice. And the next day, Mark said he never got the message. I must have dialed the wrong number that night. So. That's why the battery was dead when I got home. Tom, what are you talking about? So he's dialing the number to see what he might have done? That's why Garvin wants to make a deal. He's got my phone records. I got a 10-minute phone bill the same time I'm in Meredith's office. See, she yanked the phone away from me. I'm in her office. I call the wrong number, but I never hung up the phone. The phone line is open. Somebody out there's got this whole thing on an answering machine. Brilliant. So Trevor noticed. Oh, mate. I so, was hanging for that moment. The whole movie. Did, did you love this bit? I love this bit on the ferry uh, where he meets up with Levin, the bloke he actually yeah, ran. Yeah, yeah, He goes, mate, I've been trying to get hold of you for days. He goes, um, he, he says, me and my girlfriend listened to it a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he, he, he gave him the tape. And he, he rings Alvarez. He says, no deal. We're going to bury him. <laughs> so, so right, the next day in the meeting, they do hear the tape. We believe in any judicial proceeding, this tape would be inadmissible. Inadmissible? I'm worried I'm going to drive to work and hear it on Howard Stern. Is she threatening to release this tape? Look, I don't know how many copies of this tape are floating around. I didn't put it out there. I hate publicity. Young lady, the only thing this tape demonstrates is consensual sex between two adults. Speaking of which, yeah, Alvarez luck. goes on to explain, ask um, Meredith, define consensual sex and she says you know it's where two willing participants and then she asks him she goes because they heard the tape how many times did we hear tom say no Uh and the answer to that 31 times he said no and so 
she she hits her with with this. We said, well, no means no. No means no. Isn't that what we tell women? Do men deserve less? Very Great good line. point, eh? Hey? Great so line. Really gets to the heart because of it. That, here. that campaign still exists today. No, yeah. means no. Like it's a solid, brilliant bit of uh, campaigning in terms of sexual harassment and 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 consent. But so you, yeah, and you know, because there's obviously there's a lot of comedians that talk about it as well. So yeah. What is no? There's different types of no. You know, <laughs> you can say, you can say, no. oh no, no. You know, <laughs> well, there's don't, right? there's stop, and there's don't, and stop, and then there's don't stop. <laughs> Isn't it? So, yes. you know, you know we'll, I think she even asked it. Haven't you ever said no when you meant yes? But yeah. uh, we hear uh, our lawyer Alvarez get dig even deeper. The point is you control the meeting. You set the time. You order the wine. You lock the door. You demanded service. And then you got angry when he didn't provide it. So you decided to get even to get rid of him with this trumped-up charge. Ms. Johnson, the only thing you have proven is that a woman in power can be every bit as abusive as a man. Boom. Another great line. But I do love, though, her reply. I am a sexually aggressive woman. I like it. Tom knew it, and you can't handle it. It is the same damn thing since the beginning of time. Veil it, hide it, lock it up, and throw away the key. We expect a woman to do a man's job, make a man's money, and then walk around with a parasol and lie down for a man to fuck her like it was still a hundred years ago. Well, no thank you. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Wow. <laughs> she said you can't handle it, remember? Yeah, so she was right. in a few good men, remember? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, pretty big. But anyway, what we find is that uh, they do have a deal. Well, you are not going to believe this. I personally think it was the Howard Stern thing that got to them. What did Phil say? Phil said that you get your job back, you get a hundred grand in pain and suffering, and I get fees and expenses. And Meredith? She stays through the merger next week, and then they make an announcement that she has to leave for some medical, uh, whatever, emergency. She's out. This is total and complete vindication. Yes! <laughs> yes! So you're thinking at this point now, okay, and you would be, Absolutely. as everyone was, you're thinking, oh, okay, yep. movie's deal. over. Well done. Yeah. Done deal. Um, they go back to the office. Uh, Phil and Meredith are sort of saying, oh, you know, implying that, oh, he has no idea really, does he, about what's going to happen here. That's right. So you're thinking, hang on, he's does, hasn't he just had a win, but yet something is going on? So in the office, Phil and Alvarez are reading over the settlement. Remember, she said, "Look, you know what? If you don't, yep. if you don't mind, I'm going to make sure that you're not trying to duke me here." Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Phil has this to say: "Oh, uh, Tom, we want you to make a little presentation on Archimax at the merger announcement tomorrow morning at nine. Nothing technical. Three or four minutes in and out. Fine, no problem. Great. Now I got to go upstairs and break it to her. It won't be easy." Really, I thought you enjoyed that kind of thing, Phil. You go after one of our people. We're going to put the wagons in a circle. Once you made your case, the company has behaved strictly appropriately. Wouldn't you say so, Catherine? You don't want to know what I think, Phil. It's terrible. Well, a thing like this can tear a company apart. I've told Bob we really need to take a look at it. Hey, friends. What? I hope you still think of me as a friend. So what did you think of that? Did you think that is that he is he, I, is I, he the a friend that we're talking about? Or? No, I, no, I just I just saw yeah. that as this idiot trying to you know yeah. um, win Tom back over, and Tom's never going to see that bloke as a friend again. He saw I, him from the start as being a conniving little prick. I do love the fact that he, they've just had this 
incredible uh, victory in the mediation, and they said to Tom, "Can you just do, still do the presentation about the Archimax yeah, tomorrow?" Yeah, 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 sure, buddy. Like, mate, just, just yeah, this bus- up, business yeah. as usual. <coughs> but he he starts to speculate here. Tom is thinking, "Look, how can Meredith lose control like this? Yeah. You know, she's here a day. There's more to this than meets the eye. <coughs> so his his instincts are kicking in here. Yes, and she says, "Look, you know what? Don't go there." All you need to do, go home. Make up with your wife. Open a bottle of champagne and get on with your life. But then there's another email. Yeah. And the email says, it's not over. Nothing is what it seems. And again, what are they saying? Solve the problem. Solve the problem. Here's a good bit too where, you know, Stephanie, the other, his colleague, the tall woman. Oh, yep, yep. Walks by and um, she says to him, she says, you know what? She's talking about her friend. You know that you know it's very hard to sort of make it. You're a woman, and this thing, and while she was uh, she was looking the wrong way when they fired her, so that's sort of, I think she sort of gave him a bit of a clue there to say, listen, mate, don't, watch yourself. Don't, it's not what it seems. Uh, so in the office, Garvin has sent everyone home, yeah, and he sees Phil talking to Meredith. Maybe she's on the on the stairmaster, yeah, and she overhears them, and. She hears like fragments of the conversation. She he and he hears him saying it's got to be that Tom is incompetent. So he then contacts Alvarez and says, "Have you gone over that contract? Can they fire me for incompetence?" So remember, he's had this victory. Remember, he signed that settlement. Yes. And has that gone out yet? And it had. He goes, "Look, this presentation tomorrow. They're setting me up." And he goes, "I can't even get into my computer." So how are they? How is he supposed to do his presentation? He can't get into his computer. Yeah, yeah. But the vital information he needed, I think he was told. Meredith was told at that at that little meeting with Phil to get rid of and all the evidence to get yes. rid of, delete the files. Yes. So anyway, he remembers that the VR has been set up in the Connolly. Remember, he can't get in into his own computer. He says, "Oh, the VR is in the Connolly hotel and room, it, and it's just a demo of a bunch of files." Yeah. Yes, but. She, uh, he, he decides. Well, I'm going to head over there, and he. I love in the lobby. You see Garvin talking to the Connolly executives, and they're having a drink. And he goes up to to the room. I think he rings the door, the home. The uh, can I get my my um, bed turned down? He goes, Oh, hang on, let me see what room I'm in. A, a hotel would know what room you're in, eh? Yes, they, they would. But anyway, they he finds the room, goes up to the use the corridor to access the files, puts on the headset, the gloves. But then in there, do you love this when he sort of turns around and he gets a fright seeing Meredith's face sort of coming towards him, yeah. deleting the files? Pretty old school demonstration of yeah. that, hey? But, it, but it's set up earlier because it does say that yes. other people are represented in yes. Avatar and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So he said they planted that in the first yeah, act and exactly. now it's, yeah. And this, this whole scene is actually yeah. really, I mean, it's predictably, uh, the, the outcome to me is predictable, but it's, it still has you on edge and I like yeah. that about it. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, he's in the room he's thinking, in the when room are they going to come up? Thing. And then, well, he's, the thing yeah. is, he's not thinking that. He's just doing his bit with the things. Yeah. He's not even thinking. But you're thinking that. I'm thinking this. Well, no, they, 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 they say, they let's said, go up to the room. Yeah. I'm like, how long does it take to get up there? Yeah. So it is a, it's, a, it's a really solid whole scene yes. of edge of your seat. Is he going to get out? Are they going to discover it? And I think he, he gets out when they get in. So they come in. Yeah. He's still on it. But what he's looking at too, he gets a, he gets a look at the he accessed the comms files from Malaysia, yeah. so he finds information about the air handling was changed. Meanwhile, the executives are heading back to the room. He's now accessing video communication files. Yeah. Uh, he sees that Meredith has chatted. He sees the chat. It's like a video. Meredith. There's a recording like a record, of every video yeah. link. Yeah. So he sees the video link messages between Meredith and Arthur. Then you see the execs trying to get in the card key. Eh? That would have been one of the early card key yeah, hotels. Yeah. 
goals, eh? So uh, yeah, they get in the room and think, oh, shit, he's screwed here. Then when he, when the camera pans across and the, the machine's suddenly empty and he's snuck out, yes. on, it just so happened that the hotel room had two, two exits. Two yeah. exits, yeah, that helped him. Uh, he gets away. So Tom is explaining to Alvarez, I'm being set up here. Yeah. Uh, on the ferry ride home, he, he gets back. Muhammad calls, and he tells him about his Disneyland tickets. Yeah. And he goes, you know, Tom, I miss your face. I miss your face on the calls. Uh, he goes, yeah, I'd normally talk to Arthur. And he goes, you know what? Hey, you do you back, back up? up your files over that way? He's just yeah, on all these files being deleted. That, yeah, so so he's, the files on his side is gone. Yeah. But he goes, do you back up your files? And that's what he goes, yeah, on that. Do you know what that, that is? Audio. Did you audio? So he goes, right, okay. And so he's thinking, right, so you sort of see the seeds being planted there. Uh, the next morning, it's Friday now, and they're driving to the ferry, and the daughter says, oh, look, I never, Daddy, I never believe what they said about you. It's only been four days since it started, right? Yeah. And they've had the incident and a mediation and a settlement and in the space of four, you know, very compact Pretty solid timeline. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. So anyway, he's back in the office, and he notices Cindy tells him he has the fax machine with messages from Malaysia being going all morning. So he says, it hasn't stopped since I got in. Mm. All this stuff coming through from Malaysia. Now, in the meantime, the presentation area is being set up. Tom's getting ready. Uh, and he sort of, I think the line he uses, he goes, there's a real talent to fishing. You need to know the right bait to yeah. use. He does make a nice moment where he apologises to Cindy here. Yeah. Because he, 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 this is a really nice moment of respect. He's seen her yep. express her vulnerability and he apologised for making her feel that way, which is, yep. That's right. This is the bit where she hits him on the she bum. She hits as well? him on the bum. Yeah. yeah. So, woo. Yeah, there's a case there. Anyway, they're in the presentation. Tom is called up to present, and he's talking about Archimax. He says, "Yeah, we've got problems, but we're solving them." Meredith pipes up. So here's the uh, this part where Tom's answering about the manufacturing, and she says, "Look, isn't that your responsibility?" I'm confused here. You set up this line, Tom. You didn't anticipate these problems. Well, the line was changed. The specifications were altered. How is that possible? I mean, we all know you to be a highly competent manager. Well, you should know, Meredith. You ordered the changes. I don't know where you could have gotten that idea. Weren't you in Kuala Lumpur last year? To settle a labor dispute, but that had nothing to do with the line. I've never even seen the line. So the video shows her yes. on the line with Arthur. Yes. And uh, she's the, but her excuse is though she was there to, uh, to you know talking about sort of the, the the deal that he did with the Malaysian government. The first memo in the file is being handed out to you, signed by Meredith Johnson, and it states that manual labor will be used to install the chips. Now that made the Malaysian government very happy. It also meant voltage irregularities and memory allocation. That was problems. a complex negotiation. The Malay government insisted. Malaysian that government. Jobs does not own shares of Digicom. All of these people here do. So Meredith's causing quite the scene here. Yes. And she goes into the spiel about, you know, this is a synergy between people and other things, and the Connolly people speak up. Now, when we talk about this merger, we are talking about a synergy between hardware and software, between cash flow and capital needs. But I guess that's just a language you can't understand. Well, I don't understand it either. I thought we were buying this company because they could build things. You understand what the heck she's talking about? Right. <laughs> he says, can you build the damn thing or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, of course they can. 
They then find out, uh, you know, that I think uh, Garvin says, oh, Meredith, can you wait for me outside? And, you know, <laughs> so uh, the word is already that they're replacing Meredith. So victory to Tom here. Uh, he, to, I like this bit where Tom goes up to Garvin's office for some reason and Meredith is in there. Mm. And she says to him, you know what, smart people, people. underrated you. Yeah, so there was, a, there was a conspiracy going on here, eh? Uh, it was Garvin's idea to fire you for incompetence, she told him. She goes, that, that, but don't worry about me. I've already had calls from Ted head, 10 headhunters trying to uh, trying to get me. But uh, don't be surprised if I come back and buy this place one of these days. But here's the line that, I, that got me thinking. Every time I watch this movie, this gets me thinking every time. He says, did it ever occur to you that I set you up? Because everyone, everyone sees uh, the whole idea is that he's the victim. He's being the one that's being played here. Yes. But it could it be that he did the playing. And that's the point, right? Rewind to the very start of the movie. He is pumped. He's getting a promotion. Yeah. He's excited about it. He learns very quickly that he's not. He learns very quickly who it is. Yeah. And you think about it now and you go, yeah. well, hang on a minute. You sort of look back and think, well, yeah. He knows. He knows she's a sexual animal. He knows. Yeah. That's her thing. He knows that he could probably yes. turn it on in an instant instance simply yeah. by playing hard to get. Absolutely. Like that's right. phenomenal. Uh, next thing we see the announcement. They're going to announce uh, Tom bumps into Stephanie, um, who introduces her to her son. Uh, they say, look, the merger's complete, but who's going to run things in Seattle? Uh, Garvin's saying, look, we, we were thinking about not the promoting the best woman but the best person for the job and that person is Stephanie Kaplan which is his friend and she immediately makes a point of thanking all the department heads something Meredith didn't do remember she didn't do that so she thanks everyone including Tom saying I'm counting on you to be my right hand so uh, in the meanwhile as she's talking uh, he's standing next to Spencer her son he goes are you a uh, you go to university a research uh Who's your boss? He goes, oh, uh, Arthur Friend, a professor who happens to be, in, <laughs> I think in the early in the movie, they said, oh, Arthur Friend is, is sort of he's trekking through Nepal. He's, you're getting emails from an empty office. But apparently his, his research assistant so was obviously Stephanie, yeah. through her son, sending, sending the A notes. Friend emails. Now, didn't you think it was cute? In the, in the office, one last email, and it says, Daddy, we miss you. And it was signed from... Our family. A family. Yeah, Cute. lovely. That's the end of the movie. And resolution and the movie is over. It's a great storyline. Yeah, I, I really I really dig that movie. The book is awesome too. I'll tell you some differences between the book and the novel in a minute. Now, did you catch the favourite line? And, and it's no surprise that uh, Dennis Miller had a couple of them. I mean, 10 years from now, you're going to need a forklift to get a hard on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other bit where, remember he's arguing where the wife is saying to him, his wife's saying, look, why don't you just argue? Well, I'm sorry, not argue. Why don't you apologize? Now go in there tomorrow and work it out. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I should just shut up and fuck her. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> Another good one. I do like also Meredith's, uh, how she's saying, look, the way we're having sex nowadays. The way we're supposed to have sex nowadays, we'd need the UN to supervise it. <laughs> Pretty good. 
And these right. are all these are all commentaries, really. Yes, absolutely. It's it's, it's both. Absolutely, a, he said. Like, I should have just shut up and fucked it. Like, what do you want to do? It's both an exposition of the problems of office politics and sexual harassment in yeah. a genuine, a genuine way, and also with but f- also women's place in society. Yeah, how they should on be respected. The problems that have been created by absolutely the, the new world order. Absolutely. Is, yeah, all right. How did that happen? Some uh, little plot holes here. Yeah, yeah. Now, when remember when they had their little meeting, Meredith and Tom in their office. Remember the secretary comes in and asks to leave and locks the door. Yeah, but yet he's locked. able to. He he got out. He um, he got it. Remember he bolted and the door was supposed to be locked. He should have been locked in. Well, there too. no, I, that's, I don't see that as a problem. Or does it lock? Does it open from the inside? So if if I we go downstairs here and I lock the door yeah. from the outs, outside, what are you trying to do, mate? Can, what do you mean? <laughs> you can unlock it to get out easy. Okay, right. That's all. That's all. So I'm that okay one. with that. Now another but, question. But let me. The plot hole there really is. Yeah. Assistant. Who's been well, lock the door so no one can come in from the outside. Yeah. Hey. But the assistant, why would was she told do that? to lock the door? Yeah, I know. She had to have been, because she's only been her assistant. It's not like she knows that every yeah, time yeah. she has a meeting, she likes the door locked. Yeah. She's only been her assistant or, for three although, hours. Although, you know, it's not uncommon for executives to bring their assistant with them if they get a new role. True. You know how some, she might have been with her for that's, some time. You know what? That's actually a moment yeah. that, that um, could clarify yeah. whether he set her up or she set him up. Yeah. Because... If she always locks the door in meetings, then it's still potentially him. Maybe. But if that's a new assistant and, and before Tom came up, she came in with a bottle of wine and said Again. to her assistant, yep. when Tom comes in, lock the door, then you know it's on her. So another question uh, after all that happens, right? Yeah. Why would, would Tom... There must be a lot of money that he's going to make from the mergers because why would he want to keep working for a company where two of its chief executives were plotting to get him fired? And he set the company up. He started you reckon? it. Okay. He he he's going to make millions out of it. So obviously Stephanie Kaplan was was had his back there. Yeah. But um, would would you think there could be a danger though that Garvin and Phil, who were still there, yeah. could do something again in the future to sort of get at him? Maybe disclosure too. That'll be all oh, right. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> when they're working on the VR headset finally. Maybe maybe. Um, why didn't Tom? Oh, why didn't Stephanie just say to Tom quietly, mate, here's what's happening, do this? Yes. Why the cryptic emails? Why, why do they have to be yeah. emails? Why, why, why does she Was have to she worried? Was she worried? I think the, is it the, were the, you know, was she worried about some blowback on her? Like some, some sort of thing coming to her? Like if she seemed to be helping him? Let me tell you one of my biggest plot holes. Yeah. His office, glass office. Yeah. He has a lot of fiery conversations in there. Yeah. Hardly soundproof. Yeah, right. The glass door, just just like a shower door. Right. It's, it's hardly. So what about Mer- his office or Meredith's His office, little glass office yeah, with Cindy yeah. outside. So what's wrong with that? He often shuts the door as if to as if to have a private conversation. No, but she said, no, I think early in the movie she goes, when have you ever asked me to shut the door? Never. I know, but when he does, yeah, yeah right. it's, it's ah, to have a private right, conversation. Okay. And I'm telling yeah. you, that would not be soundproof. Now, the other issue here is that, you know, the... The, you know how the Malaysian, the changes at the plant yes. in Malaysia. So the, the Digicom bosses is Bob Garvin, Phil Blackburn and Meredith Johnson and Stephanie Kaplan. But no one, like he's the head of the advanced products group in mm. charge of manufacturing. Yeah. Why would he Why not the be fuck wasn't meetings? he told about that? Yeah, we got, yeah. We got labour Why keep him in the dark? issues. Yeah. He should be there. Yeah. In fact, what was Meredith's role in the company well, at all? My question, <clears throat> and we'll continue to ask this, Why? What do they want to get rid of him for? What has he done? What has yeah. he done? Why get rid of him? I still can't answer that question. 
the many times I've seen this movie, why did they want to get rid of him? What did he do wrong? Here's a bigger problem. Is it is it because you know he's got a reputation with the women? Is it Maybe. something he someone he might have slept with before? Like what was the motive? Meredith, he hadn't seen Meredith for decades, right? Let's yeah. say because since but, he, the, but she turns up and suddenly there's a plot to get rid of him. No, but also but it started before that. Hang on, but she, it started months before that because she'd been to the she'd factory been to the in plant. Malaysia. Yeah, who did she work for when she was in the factory? Well, no, in she Malaysia? worked. No, she worked in a, for the company, but for a, in a different. City. And he like, and he hadn't yeah, yeah. seen her in all that time, despite the fact that he was head of manufacturing. But were were they were they together? <coughs> Strange. When they were working for the same company, like how long? She said he said they were together was ten years ago. Were they together? Was it ten years had passed? Oh. And so were they? Was she already working? Were they? All, is that how they met? They worked for the same company, and they sort of went their separate ways. I just or find it all hard to believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, book versus film. Yep. Uh, I've read the book. The book is a lot more, uh, a bit more character driven. And the one thing that was left out of the movie that was in the book is that Meredith Johnson, do you remember early in the movie, Bob Garvin talking about after his daughter's death, his mm. daughter died? Yeah. In the book, Meredith Johnson changed her appearance to look Exactly like his daughter. Oh wow! So that that was part a of the way book. of winning him over. Yeah, so oh. she that was like a subconscious thing where wow. I'm going to be in your in your good graces. Um, but one thing about the novel though is that the sexual harassment part of it was a, a like a subplot. Oh really? The main the main battle was the corporate dramas within the company was the main focus of the book. The book had the sexual harassment as an like the underlying subplot. Whereas the the movie sort of that was the main plot and of, the of it. corporate stuff is the un, is yeah the that was sort of the whole battle within the company was all the dramas like ah. who's telling the rumors here and what's going on there over there oh okay so yeah the 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 subplot was more of the the focus of the movie things you might not know Demi Moore in real life was sued for sexual harassment by the caretaker of her Idaho ranch wow who claimed that uh, she hit on him in pretty much the same way that her he approached she approached uh, Tom Sanders in the movie did he win that uh, but then they fi- she claimed they fired him after he rejected her advances the case was dismissed wow um, in the in the book Catherine Alvarez is not Catherine Alvarez her name is Louise Fernandez I don't know why they changed that the original director of the movie was supposed to be Milos Foreman, who directed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, That's a great right? director. And uh, But he left the movie because he had creative differences with Michael Crichton. Really? Before the funny thing, Michael Crichton is a well-known author, but he's also written under a, no- a number of pseudonyms. Oh, really? One of his pseudonyms, Michael Douglas. Huh. was one of his pseudonyms. Uh, did you notice, this is a funny, if you're a, you're a Disney fan, he's trying to secure the tickets for Muhammad Jafar. Jafar is the name of a Disney character in the 1992 movie Aladdin. Really? I've never seen yeah. Aladdin. Aladdin is Jafar, he's in the movie. I'm Jafar a, also appears more in the More of a Pixar guy, you know? <laughs> Another thing, did you notice here, you know when they sent the drives back from Malaysia, yeah. sealed? Did you notice there was a hypodermic needle next to one of the drives? No. 
I'm, the question is, why would you need a hypodermic needle? What are you injecting into the drive? It's actually not injecting into. You're removing air out of the bag uh, to test the quality of the air. Remember they were talking about the quality oh, five, right, okay. seven? That's why they had the needle. Don Cherry, the young guy, who yeah. he had it because he was performing the diagnostics on the heat-sealed bags. So he had to extract the air to make sure that the air... Wow. So they could match the quality they're yep. working with. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's our movie, mate. What is your wrap up and rating? I enjoyed it. Um, it's a lot of food for thought. Um, it, it a lot of food for thought. I, yeah, it would create a lot of conversation no matter who you watch this with. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But you know, really good. It doesn't matter that it's man, it's woman or man. It could yeah. be either way. It's a, it's a conversation starter about sexual harassment in the workplace, and and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Look, I like the movie, but it's not it's not a standout to me. It's probably seven and a half. Okay. Uh, I've me? got a question, though, for you. Yeah. I, I, my rating is, a, I, I'll give this a, like an eight and a half. Yep. How would your, if you watch this with your wife, would she, oh, would Jesus. she, how would, how would she interpret this? I was just going to say, I'm not sure I'd want to yeah. watch it with my wife. Yeah. I think she. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see her reaction, eh? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Is it the all men are bastards sort of approach or not? Yeah, she's pretty strong on would the she, whole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, of course. She's a woman. Righto, that was Disclosure. Shall we cast our mind forward to next week? All right, let's do it. Next week is an epic movie. We're talking next week about Superman, released in 1978, directed by Richard Donner and starring Christopher Reeve. The great Superman. Great, great film, this one. One of my favourites. Now, my millionaire question for you. All right. What was Superman's real name? Not his, not Clark Kent. What is Superman's real name? Oh. Is it A, Jarrell, B, Little L, C, Kal-El, or D, Torrell? Man, I think you're on drugs. Um, <laughs> and I'm assuming D. Uh... Torrell, wrong. It's Kal-El is, um, is his name. Jorel is his father's name, which played know, by Marlon Brando. Talking Marlon Brando plays Jorel on some <laughs> sort of drugs. Well, that's next week. We'll see what sort of drugs I'm on next week when we talk about Superman. That was disclosure. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, and we hope you heeded our explicit warnings and uh, sexual absolutely content. and uh, a lot of sexual content. Fire up the fetch box. Get your high sense TV ready. Superman. Is Superman. Next week. Talk to you then, mate. See ya.